0: Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy.
1: I, if you were to say, how do you describe yourself? I'm a bad person. I'm a sinner. And I think there's a switch. The closer I get to who Jesus is, the more I realize that yes, I am a sinner. That's true. But I am a deeply loved sinner that imper- I, I am imperfect and I need Jesus. And the great thing about him is he wants to be in relationship with me. He doesn't need me. He wants me. That's the crazy, crazy thing that kind of makes this curiosity thing a lot easier to do because if you want to be in relationship with people, it's very different than like, I have to be in relationship with this person. Like, I guess I just have to. There's a very different motivation to be in relationship with somebody that you want to be in a relationship with. You're able, like you're, you want, you're curious about who they are. Like, right? And that's the amazing, beautiful thing about being in relationship with Jesus is he wants to be in relationship with me more than I do. And so he sees me not as bad, but as imperfect. I really, that is a good language shift because our words are important. They
0: are. I don't want us all walking around going, Oh, we're just all bad. You're bad. I'm bad. We're all bad. It's like, I, you know, cause, cause again, I see it as if we're, if we're created by God, and made his image, the, uh, the, the closest earthly example I can think of is me with my children, right? I know that's, The Bible talks about how that doesn't even compare to God's love for us, which blows my mind. But the only thing I can compare it to is my love for my children. I don't want Clive and Stella walking around going, Dad, I'm just bad. I'm just bad. I know I'm not measuring up to you. I'm bad. That's not what I want for them. I want them to know they're loved. I want them to know that I care about them. I want them. I want their flourishing and their joy. And it's like, yes, they're going to make mistakes. That's going to cause them pain. That pain's going to help them grow. I don't want them to go through pain, but I know they're going to go through pain. But that does not mean that I'm looking at them going, guys. I just want you to know how bad you are.
1: Right? Like it's just like imagine like being like being in a room and your kids walk in, and if you're judgmental, it's they're going to be like, and they know, and you know it. Like if we just take it a step, and we, and they know. That you're aware of their mistakes and their shortcomings and the sins that they create that they do if you're judgmental and not loving they're going to walk in the room with you and they're going to sit in the corner not make eye contact whereas if they if they know that you're loving they know that you care and they care about you if they walk into the room just like when you see somebody you care deeply about and they care about you and they they've found something out about you if your reaction is to run to them and hug them and be comforted because you want to be comforted because you know they care That is the type of love that God has for us. That is not a judgmental love, even though he knows everything about us, the imperfections. That is the loving God that I follow. That's the loving God that gives me the motivation to give forgiveness, to give, to be curious, to not be judgmental. It's like this freedom of knowing that, like, I have been judged by God. But he has also forgiven and uh, not only forgiven me, but given of himself to me, like freely. That gives me this freedom to like not just be like, man, if if that's been given to me, what? Who am I to not offer that to somebody else?
0: Yeah, I mean, the aim of everything God is doing, I believe, is 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 restoration is is taking if we're all like a big family it's like god is the father and he's trying to bring he's trying to make all things new there's this passage right in revelation the last book in the bible where it's like god is making all things new and i think that's what we yearn for in our bones like that when when we turn on the news and every and everything's negative i think i think we can rail against that but i think there's this yearning in in the soul in the souls And in the psyches of image bearers of God as human beings, where we yearn for that newness, we yearn for that restoration, we yearn, we yearn for perfection, right?
1: Yeah, the mending and healing.
0: The mending and healing. We want the world to be made right. We want injustices to be made right. We want people to be, to be, we want to be equal and to be loved and and reciprocity and so on and so forth. And that is only found in the person of Jesus. And and I think I think when again, to full circle, when we lose sight of that, we end up doing really unhelpful things.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's the like it those to restore something, to heal something, to mend something means we've identified that something is broken. So it's not like It's not like we're we're like passing over, like ignoring that a wrong has been committed, that harm has happened. It's acknowledging it and giving it space and knowing that like we have to clean it, we have to make it right. That is that is like so. If that is true, if I want to be really redeemed in that relationship, so the relationship with our kids, a relationship with God, that means we have to reveal, not cover and not and not condemn. It's to reveal what is going on truly, so we can be healed, so we can mend what was broken. And that's what Jesus came for, to make all things right, to redeem things that are broken. I get fired up because that's what blows my mind,
0: is legalism is so antithetical to Jesus because every every other religion is about follow the rules, Follow, the rules are a means to an end, or, you know, there's nirvana and there's obviously an afterlife and, 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 I don't want to sit here and start trying to pick apart religions, but what is uniquely Christian is there's this high standard and God in the Christian faith comes down and does it for us. Like there, there is a reality, right? That we cannot do perfection. And so God, in the person of Jesus comes down and and ultimately all of that stuff that we see in the life and death of Jesus what that's aimed at is God basically saying i'm going to sacrifice myself i'm to to remedy the injustice of the world right cuz some people might say well that sounds weird why does he have to suffer well because if you go in any courtroom like you think about Jeffrey Epstein you think about all these different you know the me too movement across the board nobody When you read any article, if somebody just said, guys, I'm sorry, can we just forget about this and move on? People would be outraged. People want wrongs to be made right. And a part of that is justice. A part of justice is is repayment, is retribution, is somebody's got to pay. And ultimately, it's what God did in the Christian faith is God said, I will pay. I will pay.
1: And he's the only God that forgives. That's it. Like, look at, look at the other, like, I'm not an expert at a whole bunch of other religions, but like Jesus is the only one that forgives. All the others are follow these rules and then we'll see if you make it. Do these things and you'll be okay. Jesus is the only one where it's like, you're imperfect. I forgive you and I love you.
0: And I'm going to take on, I'm going to take on all of that on your behalf. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part six in our conversation. We'll see you then.